Hey everybody, it's Austin. So I've got two things for you just before we start this episode. Thank you for tuning in, by the way. You might have noticed that episode 19, the heartbreaking one, got taken down last week. The reason for that was because in that episode, I talked a little bit about the lessons that I learned in the last year in my relationship with Olivia and through our breakup and the things that I've learned since then. As I listened back to it, I realized it was probably a little too much too soon. And we're trying to keep it classy out here, guys. So uh, we took it down, and I just wanted to apologize both to Olivia and to you guys. Uh, That was not in good taste. The second thing I wanted to say is this. Recently, our listenership has been growing tremendously, which has been such a privilege for Oakley and I. We've had a lot of people writing in saying that they've had their lives changed by our podcast. And so we just praise God for that. It's absolutely unbelievable that we get to be in this position. And we don't take it lightly. So I just wanted to take this moment to say thank you. I love you guys. And it's such a privilege for Oakley and I to be able to have an impact on people's lives. Keep getting after it. There is nothing more encouraging to me than to hear about young men that actually know what the purpose of their life is. I remember when I was 17 years old and I was lost. And I'm seeing some of you guys going through the exact same thing that I went through, but finding a purpose. Praise God. It's unbelievable. So thankful. Love you guys. Keep getting after it. Initiate Saucy Keyboard Solo. What's going on, everybody? This is Oakley from Lost Boys Podcast. This is episode 20, and today we talked about leadership. We were raw, we were real, and we were honest. We love you guys, and we hope you enjoy. I really like that. Well, a big thing that's been on my mind this week is initiate. Just a simple word, initiate. Okay. And I was listening to something, I want to jump right into it, in the leadership role of things. Okay. It, it was beautiful pastor Chris. Oh, I always mess up his last name. Anyways, owns this big church down in the states, just doing amazing work there, right? And he's got a leadership podcast. Okay. So he does them every now and then, like weekly or sometimes in a month. You know, he gets one or two out, uh, and I've been loving it. And, and he's been really sharing on how he leads, and he's been really, really vulnerable. Okay. You know what I mean? So he was saying a big thing in his life was control, as he's almost too controlling. Yeah, and he had to accept the fact that you are not going to be able to control everything that happens in your life, and in planning, he went into planning, which I loved because that's something I, for me. I'm always seeing how I can get more effective, more you know, more productive in the day. Yeah. Um, and he said, initiate. He said, do you find that your schedule is filling up? You know, before the week's even started, with people texting you, yo, can we hang out? What day works for you? Yeah. How does this lunch sound? How does? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you initiate it. They don't know if you're busy or not, right? So you got to initiate. And I think that was a beautiful start to what leadership really is in a whole. Excellent. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely, man. You know, I was struggling uh, maybe five or six years ago. Didn't have Mm. a lot of friends. Mm. And uh, somebody exhorted me. They were just like, dude, if you want friends, Mm. make some friends. (laughs) Like, take some responsibility, dude. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah, I never ask people out. Like, I never ask mm-hmm. people to go for lunch. I never ask people to go, go for coffee. I'm sure there's other people that feel like losers, feel like they have no friends mm-hmm. over at church. Mm-hmm. So that's what I started doing. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. And I made a bunch of friends that way. So cool. And I still do that to this day. Yeah. It's had a huge impact. So, that yeah, that's my word of encouragement for anyone listening to this. You feel like you got no friends, a small social circle. You feel like you don't have an impact. 
dude, literally, no one will ever be offended hmm. by you going, hey, man, I was thinking about you, praying about you this week. Why don't we go for coffee? What time works for you? You can literally message anyone in your Facebook friends list. And they would love that. Oh, yeah, man. Who's going to who's gonna be? And if they're weirded out by it, dude, move on to the next person. But I guarantee it's one in 100 that will not want to do that. Oh, 100%, bro. Yeah. And once you get receive a text like that, too, it's just even the thought of texting yes, bro. is the biggest thing. Yes. And I think right now what's going on with the world, and I, I wanted to throw this into, you know, prayers for Afghanistan and what's kind of going on there. It's been crazy. I don't know much about what's going on. Yeah. Oh, man, it's been kind of crazy. Like... I know a bit of it. So pretty much like Afghanistan, right? In Kabul, like the, the head capital is what it is. Okay. Biden pulled the troops after 20 years being there. And I'm not going to jump into politics and everyone's like, oh, Biden, Trump. I'm not going to yeah. get into that. But anyway, so he pulls the troops, right? And and then all of a sudden the Taliban just boom. They come in and they start taking over city after city. I forget how many cities they took over. And then they took over the capital, right? So anyways, they came in, took over the capital, uh, went to the prison, released five to 7,000 ex-Taliban and Al-Qaeda members from the prison um, and released them all in the streets. So there's chaos. The president of Kabul, just they saw that, you know, all these infantry guys coming in yeah. and these Taliban and he just dipped. He left. Dang. And so there's like, anyways, these flights getting American citizens out and getting these, trying to get some people out of there. And man, it's so sad, bro. There's literally people right now running for their lives to hop onto a outside of a plane. Okay. Not inside the plane. That's full. Outside the plane. Just so they don't get killed. Man. They hop on the outside of the plane. The plane takes off. Obviously, they can't hold on. You know how fast planes go? Yeah. There's people falling from their... Man, it's so sad, bro, what's going on in that city right now. So, pretty much is, you know, know, Biden's been getting hate for it and all that stuff, obviously, right? Everyone wants someone to blame, and I don't have a certain view on it, but... Man, my prayers have just been going out to the people there. For American citizens and, and for people that live there, that's their country, man. Like, imagine, like, you know, these guys coming into your country, taking over. Like, here in Canada, imagine if that happened to us. Like, so my heart goes out and my gratitude and thankfulness this week just rose, hearing everything, what's going on over there, um, and just the fear that they must have. Um, but pretty much what happened, America just, you know, put up their hands. And, you know, Biden made a good point on it. He said, you know, he left. He's just like, imagine your president abandons you. And no military fought back or shot at anyone. Yeah. They just put down all their guns and surrendered. Yeah. He's like, that's what's been going on for 20 years, guys. And we're done funding it pretty much. But anyways, what happened, a good thing, China and Russia were pretty much like, hey, if you don't keep it sound over here, pretty much, if you're trying to cause ruckus, yeah, you're not going to want to deal with us. Pretty much is how a couple of articles went on there. Hello. So it was funny, like, now America's out of the way. Like, you know, Russia's communist. So there's a power vacuum. Exactly, because yeah, Russia will come in and just start shooting people, man. They they don't care. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. no like courts that no no. They just come in and shoot. Like the, I respect that in a degree. <laughs> I respect. <laughs> Why I respect that is because like they reached out and they said we're not messing around. Yeah, if you're gonna yeah, mess yeah. with these people, you're gonna start like killing all these people and doing all this thing. Yeah. Like try to touch us and try to touch China sure. and look what happens to sure. you. Right. So anyways, prayers to Afghanistan and all the stuff going on over there. I yeah. hope everyone's okay and safe. It's crazy. And, uh, yeah, it's a big thing on my heart this week, bro. It's wow. so sad. It is sad, man. We don't know how we how, how good we got it. Truly, we don't. I was thinking yeah. this week about uh, places that I've been, mm. things that I deeply appreciate. Sometimes you feel like a poopy pants because you see – I listen to a lot of podcasts, watch yep. a lot of YouTubers. A lot of these guys are very wealthy. Hmm. And sometimes I feel like the majority of my social cir- circle, people that have the most influence on me, are guys online. Hmm. And they also just so happen to be millionaires. 
You know what I'm saying? So 100%. that can be very difficult because what happens is, you know, you start tracking your uh, socioeconomic status compared to the people around you. And when your social circle feels like it's all influential millionaires that mm-hmm. are in great shape, that are extremely intelligent, you're like, dang, dude, I feel like, man, I don't measure up, man. But mm-hmm. then, you know, if you take a step back and you go, okay, gain some perspective here. First of all, you know, ch- check out your actual friends mm. and then check out um, people outside your city. Mm. Check out people outside your country. I'm like, dude, I have no idea how good I've got it. It's no truly. idea. I was painting a little picture. You know, if, if your true. parents, I was, I was preaching to the kids, right? Mm, At this mm. camp, I was saying, I got this little kid to draw a hundred dots. So good. I love this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so the kid's up there with the marker. He's drawing a hundred different dots. And after he's done, and he's doing this while I'm preaching. Yeah, okay. And once he's done, it takes about five minutes. He sits down, and I'm talking about the rich man in Mark who comes to Jesus, says, you know, um, uh, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? Hmm. And uh, Jesus says, sell everything you got and come and follow me. And then the rich man goes away sad. Hmm. And then he says, you know, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, camels, hmm. average height is six feet, okay? So imagine sticking a camel six feet tall. Imagine sticking someone like me through a, a, like a sour key, you know? It's impossible. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I literally grabbed a bunch of sour keys, showed the kids. I'm like, you try to fit me through that. Go ahead, you know? <laughs> and uh, I'm like, it's impossible. And I'm, so then I take the 100 dots, right? And mm. I fill one of them in. I said, look, guys, there's about 100 kids there all like uh, six to 12 year olds. I'm like, this is you, okay? This little star right here, the one in a hundred, this is you. This is what 1% looks like. I was like, did you know 1% of the world makes $30,000 a year or more? Wow. I was like, do you have a parent? Perspective. Do, you, do you have a parent with a job? And everyone mm. goes, yep. I'm like, okay, if your dad has a job, you're in the 1%. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, so I start looking at the different dots and thinking about people that I know personally over mm. in Namibia, over in Costa Rica, El Salvador, Panama, Cuba, Venezuela, particularly China. I'm like, these guys over here, yeah. they don't have running water. You yeah. know? These guys over here don't know what a video game is. These guys over here, it would blow their minds if you showed them the internet. These guys over here, they've mm. never driven in a car these guys over here live in a hut that's Crazy on stilts, you know, and and they live next to a river that's infested with alligators and there's monkeys that come and steal their food every day and they barely have enough to survive. I'm like, these guys over here have never stood on pavement before, hmm. you know, and I, I just keep on going through the one in a hundred, right? One in a hundred, one in a hundred. And my point was, you know, every time you feel like comparing yourself to some guy in your life or some girl in your life. But I think as guys, we're particularly prone to it. Mm. You know, guys that have more money, guys that are bigger than us, guys that are whatever, right? And uh, yeah, man, every time you feel tempted to do that, just take a step back and consider. Great analogy, bro. I'm in the 1%, dude. Big time. So no point in feeling like a loser over here, you know, because um, I should be ridiculously grateful. I think that's what makes a good leader too is their perspective. Yeah. 
like your, your perspective on anything and how you receive things, even something positive or negative that comes out in the day, you know, good, bad news, whatever you want to look at it as sure. you're going to be faced every single day with those, with those challenges. Yes. Every single day when someone's listening to this right now, they've probably gone through a couple things that they could think of today. That wasn't just the easiest thing. It was a problem for them. But the beautiful thing is, yes, there is always a solution, but solution a lot of times is in your perspective. Mm. And you gotta, I, I feel like a big thing too, with you, you, for becoming a leader, and, and calling yourself a leader even, you, you can't lead anyone else unless you can lead yourself. Amen. There's and, nothing more true than that. And so that's good. the biggest thing, right? So I think for, that's what all these habits, all these principles and stuff that we that we talk about and that we apply, is I can't lead someone if I can't even lead myself. Yep. If I can't lead my first morning. So it's the same thing when you're going through problems in your life and, and there's always a solution, yes, Try to keep in mind what's what is the Lord trying to produce in me in this season? Yes, and, and what can be produced even in myself from this little thing? Yeah. And there's a beautiful thing actually I wanted to bring it up with you. It's uh, patience, and it's an amazing thing, right? Patience have its perfect work. Patience is such an intricate word, and as I've dived into it more and more, and that's the the definition of what I do is patience on the markets, right? Trading. Mm. Um, but when I when I apply it outside of trading and in life. And I listened to an amazing podcast on it. It was a beautiful podcast. And I won't go on all the points. But I actually started trying to practice it. Okay. So pra- I said, let me, what? let me apply patience. Okay? okay. Being a patient person. Yeah. So there's going to be things in my day that are going to bug me. Are going to pull me back. Of course. How can I keep that patience? And, and it's funny. As soon as you bring something to the front of your conscious to be aware of it, then I'm going to try to be patient today. And you keep thinking about that. You are so much more aware of the little things that trigger you. It's not the, it's not those big things that happen where you lose a ton of this or that. Yeah. It's more or less a guy cuts you off in traffic. Oh yeah, man. And that day, man, I think I was cut off more times than I ever have in a week <laughs> in that first yeah. day of me trying yeah, to live. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be patient in this. I'm going to be patient. And there were these things that come throughout the yeah. day. But at the end of the day, I could look back and be like, you know what? Nine times out of the 10, I chose patience sure. and I had a couple faults in the day, yep. but I think that's the biggest thing is it's okay to not be okay. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay to have an off day. It's just not okay to stay there. Exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing for myself. I put pressure on myself the hardest when I'm like, oh my goodness, I have to do this. I have to do this. Oh, today wasn't as productive. This last hour, because I have alarms that go off every hour when I get in my zone. So it'll go off every hour for me to stand up, do jumping jacks, okay. and then refocus, because there's 53 minutes where you have the most effective conscious work. Yep. Um, so anyways, outside of that, and, and I found myself just like, oh, I'm comparing to my last hour, comparing to the last hour. Sure, okay. Versus just taking a second and be like, let me be patient and let... The Lord have its work yeah. because if I'm so focused on putting my hundred percent into every single minute, and every single hour and all this beautiful stuff, yeah. a lot of times often I feel like I'm missing the greatest joy and the greatest blessings yeah. because yeah. I'm so consumed by that. Amen. That's a big feedback from this week. Amen, bro. Uh, you know, I was talking to my parents the other day and they said to me, you know, Austin, sometimes you come across as a lot older than you actually are. Mm-hmm. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I'm a, I, I, I've gone through so many phases in life. But now mm. I feel like I'm a 78-year-old inside a 24-year-old body. <laughs> Dude, I feel you sometimes, bro. <laughs> because right now what I'm focusing on is the same thing that guys in old folks' homes are focusing on. And mm. I'm focusing on being happy and enjoying every little aspect of my life. Well said, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I think it actually improves. 
my productivity, my relationships, my mm. communication, mm. when I'm really just enjoying myself, when I'm all in my head and I'm anxious and I'm stressed, these things deteriorate everything about me and my relationships and the place where I live slowly. But if I choose to enjoy mm. and find joy in small things, rejoice in the fact that I can be grateful towards God for every little thing, for the market highs and the market lows, then I'm chilling, man. Hmm. Hmm. So I think as part of what it makes an effective leader, you know, so I was thinking about this, right? Uh, uh, I got a question for you. I'm going to throw it to you in a second. Things that make an effective leader. Hmm. I'm very interested in what you have to say. Here's something that came to my mind. Hmm. All of the most effective leaders that I know, I know what they did this morning. Hmm. So Pastor Chris, for example, over at Sunrise Church, right? Mm. Great, really effective leader. I know what he did this morning. I know that he got up at six o'clock and he went for a run. Mm. And then he showed up at church an hour early before everyone else. And then he sat in his office and he read and he prayed. Yeah. I know that he did that because yeah. he does it every day because that's what leaders do. Yeah. And uh, so uh, what I've been doing is I've been inspired by guys like him. And I'm like, man... I want to be the kind of guy that people can look at and go, I know what Austin did today. I know that Goggins mm. ran seven miles today and probably went to the gym because he goes to the gym four times out of the week. And mm. I know that he does that because I can hear the conviction in his voice. Mm. Right. So I want to be the kind of guy that when I say I go to the gym four times a week, yeah, I do 50 push-ups every day. I wake up at 630 every morning. I want to be the kind of guy that you can hear the conviction in my voice. Yeah. This 100%. is what I do and I will never stop doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm, mm, I think mm. that's part of what makes an effective leader because then what you have is a man that's centered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. A man that's centered, a man that's, that's accountable to himself, and then he can hold you accountable. Huge. A man that you can actually respect because you know that this morning he got after it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the biggest thing, bro. And what you said, centered, is exactly what I've been hearing. Centered. That pastor has been saying that a lot. He's like, you know, when you're centered in it and find find your center and be centered in who you are, then you can go out and actually be effective. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing is from leaders, exactly like you were saying, a common thing is daily disciplines, bro. It's a method of operation. It's they huge. Offer. That's it. It's it's, it's real. Honestly, it's easy. And what's hard about it is saying yes. And what's hard about it is saying yes to too many people and going and helping here and doing this and doing that and serving there and serving there. That's where your schedule. Because if you had no one else to answer to all day long, you'd be successful in a way, way faster time. Way faster time. Do you think so? Eh? I do. Definitely. For at least business, I think. For business, okay. definitely. Right. Obviously, personality stuff, you need to be with other people to grow in that. But I think the biggest thing for leaders is they do the same daily disciplines every single day. They wake up and they do it. They wake up and they do it. And they're constant, constantly conscious about what the next thing is, but they're, they have a way of framing it for other people. Yeah. So there's a big thing between a leader can lead with motivation and a leader can lead with inspiration. Now, a beautiful word of inspiration, if you look at the root of it, it's actually in spirit. So are you leading in spirit? Yeah, which excellent. is a beautiful way to think of inspiration, yeah. right? So I think that's a cool thing too. So sometimes people need to be motivated. You know, motive. What's your motive? Why? You know, so you break down a word and you can actually see that. So I think a good leader can get other people motivated, 100%. but they can truly, at the end of the day, get them inspired and get them in, you know, in their spirit Absolutely. involved, right? For that long-term mission. Absolutely. Did you know right. that if you give a pen and a piece of paper to every single employee in your company and you get them to write out what they want to do for the next five to 10 years, mm. 
the efficiency of your company goes up 10%. Oh, yeah, I believe it. 100%. Just by writing one paper. Isn't that nuts? It's insane, bro. Yeah. And it shows in relationally, too. If you're on the same, it's the same thing in couples, friendships, all that. If you're in the same mindset and you're both growing and you're learning mm. and you're chasing after something that's bigger than you and you're able to face these life battles and just be honest with it. Like these last, I'll be honest, the last two weeks have been character building weeks like crazy, bro. For you? It, yo, yeah. Okay, definitely. What, what's that been like? What have you been learning? It's, man, oh, I've been learning a ton. I think the biggest thing is I, I know this crunch period and I'm coming down to the last quarter here. I, I want to end the quarter with, off strong. With, with your company. Yeah. yeah. So we're ending the quarter off strong. So I know there is more um, pressure that I put on. So you're coming down to a crucial point. A very crucial point. Yeah. Right. And I want to execute the way I want to execute and have it done that way. Yep. Now, in saying that, there is beauty and clarity. So my biggest thing each day is I have to be clear on what's the outcome of today. And I think with me just focusing, like Matthew 7 says the same thing, you know, don't worry about tomorrow, focus on today, you know. And I think those texts there keep reminding me of it doesn't matter what's to come. As long as each day you're you're able to look back on your journey and be like, I actually genuinely enjoyed it. I found joy in my journey. I, I didn't find happiness when I broke through. Yeah. I didn't find happiness when I found somebody. I found happiness within who I am. And that was a big thing I listened to this week is peace under peace under pressure. Mm-hmm. And it says, think of what's peace to you, a vacation, a nice beach, chilling there, relaxing. No. Is peace produced in that? No. No. Peace is found in trials. Peace is found in tribulations. Peace is found in hard times. So that's the thing I kept finding. I was like, man, thank the Lord for my season of life I'm in. And I'm serving it because I know right now I'm finding peace in this beautiful time of trials Absolutely. and all these little left and rights Peace right this is the eye of the storm yeah exactly right yeah. but a lot of people's perspective is a beach a sunny beach with a mind tide or whatever they like to drink yeah. and just chilling and oh that's peace to me but true inner peace i think is found when you're going through those trials oh true peace is found you know about I mean? three to four miles in depending on how much you train dang right four to five bro. miles in <laughs> <laughs> dang right and, then, and then your mind starts freaking out spazzing out you go get me out of here man oh, my feet feel like they're broken feel like they're on fire everything aches inside me i'm in pain i gotta get out of here i gotta stop give up give up give up exactly oh yeah Dog you got all these dying. alerts going off in your brain <laughs> you remember that scene of the office like warning warning <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah man your brain's That's going true. you know get out of here Huge. but then what do you do you, you i go through incredible cycles of emotion when i run mm. i'll go mm. through intense joy yeah sadness mm. anger grief everything under the sun i'll go through really? in, in a in a good long run oh yeah. yeah oh yeah for sure and you get these seasons in a run when you start to feel real good, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm chilling, man. Oh, yeah, I'm good. You know, I can run it Oh, out. I'm good, man. And then you keep going. You start to go, man, I should give up. I should give up. I should 100%. give up. And you start to find stuff at the bottom of, of your well. Goggins calls it the cookie jar. 100%. Reach into the cookie jar. What's in there? You know? 100%. And you start to think about stuff that people did that pissed you off or or things that your dad said to you or things that somebody did to you. And you're like, man, he uses motivation. Mm-hmm. They said I couldn't do it. They said I couldn't, or whatever you find in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I find uh, most often? Mm. I find my own weakness in that cookie jar. Mm. Five miles in, I find my own weakness. And I go, I'm so weak, Mm. but God is so strong. Amen. He made this mountain that I'm literally running up 
in in the blink of an eye hmm. with just one thought, like w- one neuron firing, and he's like, boom, mountain with trees and molecules and potassium and calcium and <laughs> dirt and worms in there. And he made the worms. And then he made the trees with like the roots that go all down in different directions. Like just like this incredible artist. Hmm. You know, he puts it all together and now I'm running up it. And I'm finding it almost impossible to hmm. get a mile up this hill. You know, but God made it just by like, boom, thought about it just like that. And he yeah. literally just made an entire mountain. Not just that, made an entire planet. Hmm. And here I am, I'm struggling just to climb up one little bit. And that's, those are the points that I come to when I run. Hmm. It's not my own strength. It's not me going, man, look how tough I am. Because I know guys that are tougher than me. Hmm. It's more so, I, I, I'm not thinking to myself, man, I'm going to be the toughest. I'm going to be the baddest guy on the planet. That's not what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, I know the baddest guy on the planet. Hmm. I know a man who suffered more than anyone. Yeah. And I'm nothing compared to him. Hmm. And my weakness actually causes me to glorify God even more. And go, right, man, exactly. Jesus went to that cross, literally carried a cross for a couple miles, big old wooden cross on his back, and then consciously let people torture him. Hmm. And like he could have disintegrated them, bro. Yeah, bro. He could have laserized them in the face. He hmm. could have like he could have done whatever he wanted. Mm. but lets them, mm. lets them, plans out his own torture and then executes it. Mm. That's nuts, man. And he lets them think that they're getting away with it. Let's mm. them think that they're killing the son of God. It's just nuts, man. The amount of self-control. So when I'm out on a run, it's more about, not. it's not about admiring my own self-control. It's, it's actually about admiring his mm. in comparison to mine. I go, man, I got I nothing. I love that. I got nothing. I 100%, bro. And I, and I like who I am after that. Right, right now oh, we're yeah. on day thirty-three of seventy-five hard. Good. How's that going? It's good, and it's not. It's not giving me the satisfaction as I as I liked the first time. No, no, because I realized I got in such a system of working out. I got in such a system of doing my daily disciplines yeah, yeah. in those in that category. It's a new norm. That's light work, and so now I'm thinking of ways. How do I, I reach a new level? Good for you. So I'm like thinking. I'm like I got to throw in these runs again. So that's what I'm gonna get into tomorrow. You need to go for a run before training. Um, but I got to get back into that running because running is one of the biggest things for me to consciously think about life and, and uh, to really put myself there. It's something in the gym too, huge, definitely in the gym. Um, but with 75 hard, you're in the gym seven days a week. Like yeah. it just becomes a new norm. Like it's yeah, day 33. I'm a norm with what I you're have to do. just going to work. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to find ways how I can step outside of that. And I think that's one of the biggest things is running. Running like that one time I came home and I said, man, I'm, I'm going to need you to come pick me up. Yeah. Remember? I'm going to oh, come yeah. need you to pick me up. Otherwise, I'm going to run back here and I'm going to be puking. If yeah. I don't puke, I'm going to need you to pick me up because I'm not going to be able to run back here. Yeah. And dang right, so I started throwing up. You know how good it felt to throw up? I was like, yes, I did it. I felt <laughs> terrible after. I felt so nauseous after. But yeah. it felt so good to push myself to that limit. So good, man. Right? Yeah. 100%. I love that. Good for bro. you. So what characterizes a good leader? Let's mm. end off with this because I know you got to go. Yeah, no worries, brother. Uh, characterizes a good leader. I love that. Discipline, habits, humility. I think humility is one of the biggest things as a leader because a leader has to speak from experiences, but a leader can speak from his strengths instead of his weaknesses okay. to shine his light. So right. I think humility, uh, integrity. So doing things when other people are around that, that's you know, it. still Do have I to know get what you done. did this morning. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think the biggest thing is understanding your vessel is a great leader. 
and a great quality to have. Just understanding that yeah. you are a mere vapor and that you're gone. Your life's already lived. Your grandkids are already born. I love to say that analogy but just because it's the perspective of how fast this life goes. Yeah, yeah. So if I constantly am like, if God gave Jesus command over us, then when Jesus died on the cross, right, he gave us the Holy Spirit so we could still live within us. So that's beautiful because that's a picture of I have God and Jesus inside of me, Excellent. a piece of them in that Holy Spirit. So in other words to say, I have everything inside of me needed already Excellent. besides what I do to lead the way accordingly. And so if I hold myself, a, a great leader holds himself to the word, Conviction. I think because the word is exactly what will tell you A to Z on how to lead. Excellent. You know, I don't think I've ever told you this, but one of my greatest sources of respect for you mm. comes from knowing what you do every morning. I appreciate that, bro. Legit. Big time. Legit. Because I know... If mom asked me, what was Oakley up to today? Mm. I can give her a list. Mm. I know that he read. <laughs> I know that he hit the gym. You know, I know what he's, so, because I, I, I know your routine, right? Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I, I already know what he was doing. Mm. I know he was trading. I know he's on the markets. I know he's doing this. I know he's doing that, right? Dang it, it's bro. So, Appreciate that. that's a big part of my respect for you, is mm. the fact that I know what you do. Because mm. you do it out of conviction. Nobody's watching. Maybe it's, it's, it's 4.45 in the morning. Nobody's watching you. Yeah, yeah. You could sleep in, but you don't. No. It's nuts, man. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah. It, it's a desire in every... That's a big thing I want to touch on too quickly here. You're not going to just have the secret answer or somebody. I know it's going to touch somebody's life that's listening. You're not going to have a secret answer. You think you're going to listen to all these books, you're going to read all these books, and you're going to find that secret recipe within that makes your whole entire life change around in one instant. No. Guess what? It's every single day, every single yep. day showing up for you just yourself. You got to keep suffering until you like it, man. That's exactly it. You got to ground yourself each day. You got to wake up, put both feet on the ground at the same yep. time yep. and say, you know what? I, I got this. Even yep. if you don't feel it inside, you got you to gotta tell yourself that I was, because I, that's I was, all it is. You're absolutely right. I was having a conversation with someone last night. They invited me over for dinner. Mm, We're mm. talking about trials, suffering. Love that. And I'm saying, yeah, you know what? I'm trying to get to the point. Mm. Where I'm just radically grateful for every bit of suffering that I go through. That's every beautiful. bit, every difficulty, mm. every trial, every temptation, I'm extremely thankful for it. Mm. And if somebody turns to me and say, I'm not there yet, man. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Mm. Sometimes I'm in the midst of a trial and I'm mm. like, God, why? Why are you let why are you letting me go through this, man? You know? Mm. And you get bitter about it. You get sad. You get all drawn down. Instead, I think there is reason to rejoice. Mm. You know, I, and, and I, well, the guy was a crypto trader. I was like, listen, man. I love that. <laughs> when the market's up, okay, when it's a bull market, are you having a good day? He's like, he's like, yeah, I'm having a good day. I said, why? He's like, because I'm going to take profits. Yeah. I'm like, exactly. I said, but if the market's down, if it's a bear market, now, are you having a good day? He's like, well, I'm like, yes, you are. Yeah, because well you're, you're buying at a discount, bro. Yeah. So whether the markets are up or the markets are down, I know that eventually, if I've got high conviction in whatever mm. stock or crypto that I'm dealing with, if I've got high conviction, mm. then I know it's a good day either way. Yeah, that's a good perspective. I got high conviction in Bitcoin, for example. Bitcoin goes up, great. I'm taking profits. If Bitcoin goes down, I'm also having a great day. Why? I'm shoveling more money in there because I believe in it. <laughs> so I'm having a good day whether it's up or down. Right? Because I got 100%, conviction. 100%. Well, that's what life is. 
That's what life is. At the end of the day, God is teaching you a whole bunch of lessons to make you more like Christ, mm. to actually give you true peace and joy and happiness. That's where the market is going. Mm. But there's going to be some dips and some peaks along the way. And when it hits a market high, you go, praise God. I'm having a great time over here. I'm Amen. blessed. I'm fortunate. This is fantastic. But then you have moments like me lying down in Nicaragua in a parking lot on a yeah. cement. I'm 135 pounds, six foot two, blinking. I got fluids coming out of every hole in my body. I've been lying here for three days. Hmm. I've got a headache so bad that I want to fall asleep, but I can't. I'm crying because I just want to go unconscious. Hmm. I'm praying to God, God, if you want to take me now, I'm down. It's been good. It's been a good 20 years. Hmm. You can take me now. Crazy. And I got through that. Yeah. Because I had all these crazy viruses that I kept on getting in Nicaragua. But I got through that and I was so thankful. Yeah. Yeah. I was Big like, God, though. you showed me what I can do. Mm-hmm. And you taught me lessons. I, I learned lessons in that suffering, bro. When I was sitting outside that bathroom for three days by myself, I learned lessons, man. Hmm. Lessons that, that I couldn't learn from a book or a podcast. Yeah, exactly. I saw what I was capable of. Mm. Intense, intense suffering. And so if the market's high, I celebrate. But if the market's low, I celebrate all the more. Because mm. I know in the midst of tremendous trials... God is teaching me something, and I actually believe this, that in yeah. Ephesians and Romans, it says he works all things together yeah. for good. Amen. So I'm like, this is a good thing. It might not feel like a good thing. And you know what? There are bad things that happen. Big time. But God uses all things for good. That's a conviction. So you, if you got conviction in Bitcoin, <laughs> then whether it goes up or down, you're having a good day. But if you've got conviction in God, if you dedicated your life to him, mm. All of a sudden, if you're having a good day, you're having a good day. Yeah. If you're having a bad day, guess what? You're having a good day. Hmm. I love <laughs> because that, Because you're bro. growing every day. Great perspective, bro. Yeah. 100%. Yep. And anyone going through the storm that has a hard time receiving that, receive it. Simply just receive it and accept it. And then for me right now, throw a fake smile on your face, even if it ain't real. And then you're going to laugh at yourself for smiling. And then you're just going to be smiling in the car for no reason. <laughs> just because you're happy. Because your life ain't that bad. So don't allow your mind to push yourself to a victim little mindset. And we all here for you. We're praying for you. We love you. And we're encouraged by you and your guys' story. Mm. Now, we all have a story. I mean, always get a, get a platform to share ours. Yeah. And it's a blessing. And you guys will eventually, you know, whatever you choose to do in your life will minister and speak to people's lives. You probably are doing that right now. Yeah. So keep it up because Absolutely. people are watching even if you don't think they're watching. Yeah. And people are learning from you because natural leaders do lead from the front. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, this podcast is having a, a huge impact. Our viewership has been growing, which has been incredible. Praise and God. people reach out to me all the time. Praise people come God. up to me, you know, at churches that I speak at and places mm, where I go. I love people that. People come up to you like, I'm a big fan of Lost Boys. I'm like, Praise <laughs> God, it's incredible. I love that. But I think what it fundamentally comes down to is it's not our skills. Nope. It's like, um, you know what I think attracts people to this podcast? Mm. I think it's this. Um, we do not have it figured out. Mm-hmm. We are not coaches. Mm -mm. We are two guys that have struggled in life mm. through a tremendous number of things. And God has taught us things in the midst of tremendous suffering. Amen. And there are people going through the same suffering right now. Addiction, depression, anxiety. These are all things that I've struggled with. Mm. And so I think what really attracts people to this podcast is the fact that you got two guys that are willing to be raw. Yeah. 
Yeah, 100%. Not boasting our strengths, man. I don't no. got a lot of strengths. Mm. I'm boasting about my weaknesses. Mm. I'm saying, you know what? God has been glorified in my life in all of these ways in which I have failed. Mm. So here, you know, learn a lesson yeah. from my incredible failures. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, that's what attracts people to the podcast, man. I love that, bro. Yeah. 100%. What a day, bro. Wow. That was deep, bro. Send your questions into lostboysquestions at gmail.com. Love you guys. And I hope you enjoy. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, dude. I tried to start a revolution. Right, I tried to start it. I didn't print enough pamphlets. Right, dude. It sounds like you had a really intimate relationship with your hammer. <laughs>